I cannot even imagine where I would be today were it not for that handful of friends who have given me a heart full of joy. Let's face it, friends make a life a lot more fun. Charles Swindoll. This is Simple Joe for Friday, December 23rd, 2022. One thing I've always told my kids as they were growing up and trying to make friends and trying to um, kind of understand their place in the in the social network, I guess you would say, and uh, in, in, in just making friends. If you can find just a handful of friends, two or three friends that are true friends that will be there no matter what, you've done something special. If you can just find a handful of friends that are true friends, you've done something special. Friends are our extended family, right? They are who we have chosen to be closest to. They are the people in our lives that uh, were not born into our lives or not forced upon us. Their f- friends are, are the people who we have brought into our lives to enhance it, to make it better, to create a valuable relationship to give and take, to depend on each other. I love this quote. I cannot even imagine where I would be today were it not for that handful of friends who have given me a heart full of joy. Let's face it. Friends make a life a lot more fun. Thank you for that quote, Charles Swindell. Uh, I have a lot of friends. I have a lot of people, a lot of people that I can call friends. Uh, I have a handful of people, just a small handful of people that are true, true to die for friends. And uh, yeah, I, I, I really, uh, I really appreciate them. Well, hello, my friend. I'm Simple Joe. I'm so glad you're here. I'm glad I'm here. I'm glad we are here together. I did that little, uh, little, my little thoughts about, about friendships and friends. Uh, and then I come in and I call you my friend and we are friends wherever we are in that level of intimacy. I still, I still consider you a friend. You are my friend. So hello, my friend. Today, we're going to look at the weather in London, England. It's Friday, so it's the day for top 10 list. And today's top 10 list is the top 10 TV Christmas episodes. Not not TV shows or not TV specials, but TV Christmas episodes. And it's a really interesting list. I, I took a peek at it. This was a, a recommendation from listener uh, Andy Hoffman, the Minnesota man himself. Uh, so we decided this would be a good one to do. This would be a good one to do. Thank you for the recommendation, Andy. Uh, and of course, of course, the often requested and the very popular, much, much more. So for my friends in or near London, England, you're going to see a high of 12 degrees Celsius and a low of seven with partly sunny skies. Uh, it's probably late to mid afternoon by the time you're listening to this. Um, so, so partly sunny skies tomorrow, 12 and seven for the high and low in Celsius, 11 and nine. For the high and low tomorrow with uh, partly cloudy skies with some rain. It looks like you got rain all day long in London. 12 degrees and 6 for the high and low on Sunday. Christmas Day. So Christmas Eve, 11 and 9. Christmas Day, 12 and 6. So 12 degrees today, 11 degrees tomorrow, and 12 degrees on Christmas Day. Oh, what is that? Mid-50s, 12 degrees, right around mid-50s in Fahrenheit. In any event, thank you so much for listening, London, England. I certainly appreciate you, and I am so grateful that you are there. Here in Cincinnati, Ohio, 
holy smoke, it's cold. It's cold. It's for Cincinnati. It's cold for anywhere in the country. This we got a whole cold snap coming through the coming through the country. I I don't know how much of the country it's taking up here, but it certainly has hit here in Cincinnati. It is five degrees for a high today and negative two for a low. And man, man, it's cold. I got a little breeze, and I don't know I don't know where this is coming from, but I'm gonna have to investigate it. I got a little breeze coming into my office right now, and I have a space heater on. Uh, because that breeze is just so overwhelming uh, with negative two degrees and wind whipping through. I think it's coming through a small opening in the window that I'll have to I'll have to investigate when I'm done here. But anyway, it's it's chilly in my office. So I have a small uh, space heater on. I don't know if um, I don't know if you can hear it in the background, but through the magic of editing, uh, not editing, but uh, what do they call that noise reduction? I have a little program that will reduce the noise that probably will take that heater noise out. At, to, at some level, but if you can hear it, that's what you're hearing in the background. So five degrees today, negative two for the low with with partly, uh, well, I mean, with cloudy skies all day long. It snowed overnight. I think we got a few inches, few inches out there, but it's cold. It is cold. Uh, tomorrow, Saturday, Christmas Eve, 18 and seven for the high and low with partly sunny skies. And Sunday, Christmas Day, 20 and eight for the high and low with partly sunny skies. So it looks like whatever snow is out there right now is going to hang around for a while and make it a white Christmas. It's not going to snow on Christmas here in Cincinnati, but it's, uh, we're going to have Christmas on the ground. So it'll be a white Christmas. So five degrees today, negative two for the low, 18 tomorrow and 24 Christmas day on Sunday in Cincinnati. It is cold. Today in 1867, Madam C. Walker was born. She died in 1919. She was an African-American entrepreneur. She was the very first American self-made female millionaire. Uh, There's a movie about her on Netflix called Self-Made. That is fantastic. It's a really good movie. And it tells of her uh, kind of the decisions she had to make for the sake of her business, the sacrifices she had to make, even some of the maybe the moral sacrifices she had to make not not terribly moral immoral stuff but but some of the moral sacrifices she had to make she had to she had to pick her battles right she had to pick the hills that she was willing to die on and a smart smart hard working hard working woman madam cj walker born today in 1867 we lost madam cj walker in 1919 it's an inspiring movie again it's called self made it's on netflix at least that's where i saw it on netflix uh, great movie. I, I invite you to check it out. Today in 1943, Harry Shearer was born. He's actor and screenwriter from SNL, 1975 to 1985. He was on Saturday Night Live. He also does some voiceover work on The Simpsons, and he was in a in the movie Spinal Tap, or This Is Spinal Tap, which is hilarious take on. It's a parody of the heavy metal world. <laughs> funny, funny movie. Have you ever heard somebody say? Have you ever heard somebody say this one goes to eleven? Uh, that's from Spinal Tap. Hilarious movie. Really funny, especially if you appreciate 80s focused heavy metal, that 80s focused heavy metal world. So happy birthday, Harry Shearer, born today in 1943. Susan Lucci, born today in 1946, is 76 years old today. Uh, great actress from All My Children. I remember for the longest time, uh, she went years and years and years without winning, what do they call that, a daytime Emmy? Uh, and then finally she won and everybody was crazy about it. Yeah. I've seen all my children a couple of times. I'll admit, (laughs) and I've seen Susan Lucci act and, uh, yeah, she was, she's pretty good. She's pretty good. 76 years old today. Susan Lucci. Happy birthday. Eddie Vedder 
is 58 years old today. Can you believe that? He's 58 years old today from Pearl Jam. Eddie Vedder from Pearl Jam. Happy birthday. And Finn uh, Wolford turns 20 years old today from Stranger Things, actor from Stranger Things. So happy birthday, Finn Wolford. Today in 1888, Vincent Van Gogh cut off his ear, his left ear, to be specific, with a razor. <laughs> Apparently, he was in an argument with a fellow artist, Paul Gagun, I think it says, Paul Gagun, G-A-U-G-U-I-N, <laughs> and he cut off his ear, and then he sent it to a prostitute for safekeeping, as that's the legend of Van Gogh cutting off his ear. So that happened in 1888. Today is National Roots Day. It's the day to kind of explore your, your heritage, your family tree, take a look at where you come from, right? I don't know what that brings us. I want I I'm more concerned with where I'm going versus where I'm com- where I come from, but it certainly is interesting to know who's in your uh who's in your family tree and lurking back there decades and centuries and millennia ago, right? So today is National Roots Day. Lore has it that we are related to I'm related to Ulysses S. Grant, uh also related to um that artist that I can't remember his name. He kind of does all the, like the Americana old time artist. And I cannot remember his name for the life of me. Oh gosh, that's embarrassing. Anyway, those guys are in my, are in my, uh, apparently in my heritage. So today is national roots day. Happy national roots day. It's also national Pfeffernoose day. I guess that's how you say it. Pfeffernoose. So I looked this up. Pfeffernoose. So it's a cookie. It's a cookie. It's a German cookie, kind of a hard nutty cookie with nuts in it covered by powdered sugar i think i've had pfeffernus p-f-e-f-f-e-r-n-u-s-s-e man germans have the german language have they just have long words with lots of consonants <laughs> you know very a very specific language i don't speak german i deal a lot with people from germany um uh yeah but i i don't speak german so this is national pfeffernus doing i think i've had these cookies and i think they're okay they're not exactly a dunking cookie because of the nuts and they're, they're, I don't know, just not a dunking cookie. And I prefer cookies that you can dunk. So happy National Roots Day and National Pfeffernoose Day. And we have uh, Christmas Eve coming tomorrow and Christmas coming on Sunday. Uh, I've not done shows on the weekends here recently, uh, so I probably will not do a show. Uh, so we, we will recognize Christmas Eve and Christmas Saturday and Sunday as well, the 24th and 25th. Of course, we know those days are coming up. It's also Friday, the day for the top 10 list. This this Friday, we're going to do the top 10 TV Christmas episodes. And I, I picked this list uh, from the suggestion of Andy Hoffman, and I found a good list on a website called golderby.com, golderby.com, G-O-L-D-D-E-R-B-Y.com, golderby.com, uh, that, lists, uh, that has a list of the top Christmas episodes. And what we'll do, we'll we'll go through this list and then maybe give a little commentary. They have a little blurb about each one. I'll read that blurb out loud and I'll say whatever I think I need to say uh, about that show. If I've seen it, looks like I've seen most of these. No, maybe half of the top 10. Let's go through them. Let's see where it takes us, right? So number 10, the Saturday Night Live Live, uh, episode from 1998. And I'm just going to leave it at this. It's with Alec Baldwin, and uh, they are doing a parody of a NPR show. 
and he's talking about a specific kind of meatball. And I'm going to leave it at that. Just look it up yourself. This is so this was a Christmas episode from Saturday Night Live. I remember this episode and I'm just not going to talk about it. <laughs> you can look it up. It's funny. I understand the parody. I understand that. I understand. I understand the play on words, uh, but I just would rather not go there on this show. So that that's number 10, the Saturday Night Live episode with Alec Baldwin, uh, the NPR parody show where they talk about a special type of meatball that Alec Baldwin's character uh, is introducing to the folks at NPR. And that's number 10. That's number 10. Number nine, MASH episode called Death Takes a Holiday. This, uh, this was, this showed in 1980. Uh, this is one of the darker episodes of, of MASH, uh, one of the darker episodes on the entire list. Uh, Hawkeye, played by Alan Alda, of course, and BJ, played by Mike Farrell, and Margaret, uh, Margaret Hot, Hot Lips Houlihan, <laughs> played by Loretta Swit. Uh, they attempted to keep a mortally wounded soldier alive until one minute after Christmas is over. They just didn't, they just didn't want the kid to die on Christmas. They didn't want the kid to die on Christmas. And it really is, it's dark, but it's also uplifting. Uh, MASH is a really, is a really neat show. Uh, and actually I, I was speaking with, uh, with, uh, my pal Daniel Ginger recently about MASH and, uh, he's going to do He's going to introduce a podcast eventually, right, Daniel? Uh, and part of one episode that he's going to do is an episode that is about MASH that is very, very interesting. So I certainly look forward to uh, to that episode. And I look forward to your show, Daniel. This is me publicly calling you out. All right? Get that show out there. I can't wait to listen to it. I know it's going to be great. So yeah, MASH, t- MASH Death Takes a Holiday, um, premiered in 1988 or showed in 19, excuse me, 1980. That's number nine. Number eight, the Andy Griffith show. Andy Griffith show, before I really fell in love with The Office, the Andy Griffith show was my favorite show of all time. It was my Desert Island show. It was the show that if I was trapped on a desert island, that's the show that I would want to watch for the rest of my existence on the desert island. Uh, but that's been that's been replaced by The Office. The Office clearly is my favorite show, but I love the Andy Griffith show. Every time I catch it on, if I have time, I'll watch whatever episode is on. If you like the Andy Griffith show, um, you are in good company because I do too. Uh, Rafe Hollister Sings is my favorite episode. <laughs> it's great. It's just a beautiful show. Beautiful episode. I love the Andy Griffith show, but this one, number eight on the list, the Andy Griffith show, The Christmas Story, showed in 1960. The show only needed one Christmas episode to run each season because it was so good. A mean department store owner, played by Will Wright, wants a local man locked up in jail. And I'm not sure. I'm, maybe they, one of the kids were, maybe it was shoplifting or something like that. But Andy, uh, of course, decides to prove a point, teach this man a lesson, and locks up the entire family as well. Uh, when the old man sees Andy and the gang celebrating Christmas at the jail, he gets the holiday spirit. Plus... Barney Fife in this episode plays Santa Claus. So there you go. Uh, talking about Barney Fife, I, if you, I, I have a friend of mine, his name's Rick Roberts, that is a great Barney Fife uh, imitator. I guess you would say imitator, Barney Fife imitator, uh, whatever they call those guys that act like other people. Uh, but he is great. He's a great comedian. Uh, he does a great Barney Fife. And he is, uh, he does a, he's in a movie called Mayberry Man. I really invite you to check out Mayberry Man. 
And uh, I think it's, it's becoming a TV series, Mayberry Man. So it's a really, really neat movie. Uh, and uh, Rick Roberts is a funny, funny guy. Uh, but Don Knotts was hilarious. He's hilarious all around. So number eight, the Andy Griffith Show, The Christmas Story. The Andy Griffith Show in from 1960. That's number eight. Number seven, David Letterman's annual Christmas episodes. So apparently this is, they're just calling out every, every David Letterman episode here from 1986 to 2014. Over almost 30 years on both of his NBC and CBS late night shows, David Letterman would always welcome Darlene Love for the Christmas episode. Each time she would create a classic holiday memory with her performance of Christmas, baby, please come home. Uh, I don't, I don't rightly think I've ever seen uh, this David Letterman Christmas special or Christmas, these Christmas episodes, but I, I appreciate the David Letterman show for what it is. I think he's a pretty funny guy. Uh, I think that uh, I like his dry humor. I like the way he interacted with his guests, uh, you know, kind of a, in a dry, snarky, smart alecky way. And he really invited the guests, guests to act that same way as well. But I don't rightly think I've ever seen any of David Letterman's annual Christmas episodes, but they must be pretty good. They appear, they appear here on number seven. So I might, might see if I can go back to YouTube or some archive and check out a couple of those David Letterman Christmas episodes. So that's number seven, the David Letterman annual Christmas episodes from 1986 to 2014. Number six, Community. I've never seen this TV show, so I can't speak to whether it's good or whether it's bad, but this is number six, Community. Abed's uncontrollable Christmas from 2010. It's hard to come up with something original at this point in TV history, but leave it to the creative minds of this show to produce a stop motion episode. Of course it's stop motion, right? I mean, Christmas is stop motion. Rudolph and Frosty the Snowman and all those stop motion Christmas specials. You just, that's Christmas, right? The claymation stop motion episodes are fantastic technology for the time. Anyway, it, it, to the creative minds of this show to produce a stop motion episode, the entire cast is animated and transported to a Christmas themed planet where they must find the meaning of the holiday. It's snarky and sweet at the same time. Yeah, this looks like a cute, cute little thing. I've never seen Community, uh, but ap apparently it's not stop motion. They just they just did a stop motion episode for this particular Christmas episode. But at number six, Communities. Abed's Uncontrollable Christmas. I'll have to check that out. I've never seen that. Number five, the Mary Tyler Moore Show Christmas, excuse me, the Mary Tyler Moore Show Christmas and the Hard Luck Kid from 1970. Mary Tyler Moore is planning on driving a, actually, Mary Tyler Moore was the actress. Uh, Mary, Mary, I can't remember Mary's last name, but anyway, Mary is planning on a drive back home for Christmas, but it is, but is talked into being the crew member on duty by a coworker. What is it? Maybe I read that wrong. Mary is planning on a drive back home for Christmas, but is talked into being the crew member on a on duty by a coworker. Okay. I'm not sure that's kind of awkward. Watching her dance in the newsroom and then the guy and then the guys, Ed Asner, Ted Knight, Gavin McLeod, show up late at night. Showing up late at night are gems. I have butchered that entire sentence, that entire paragraph and description. I have no idea what the show is about. But I'm going to try it again. Number five, the Mary Tyler Moore show Christmas and the hard luck kid. Mary is planning on a drive back home for Christmas, but is talked into being the crew member on duty by a coworker watching her dance in the newsroom. And then the guys, Ed Asner, Ted Knight, Gavin McLeod showing up late 
at night are gems. I'm going to take it. I'm going to, I'm going to take it at its face value and think this is a good episode. So maybe I'll go back and do it justice because this, this paragraph, this description certainly doesn't do it justice, but that's number five, the Mary Tyler Moore show Christmas in the hard luck kid from 1970. Number four, number four, this is, this is it, man. This is to me, this is at the top of the list of Christmas episodes. This would actually be number probably number two, despite how much I love the office. This would be my number two from, from, uh, from the office called Christmas party in 2005 for the offices, Yankee swap Christmas party. Jim puts in much effort to choose a teapot for potential girlfriend, Pam. Michael has the hot item has the hot item when he buys an iPod for Ryan. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. So there was a, this episode, there was like a $25, a $25 limit on the gift exchange. And you know how Yankee, well, the gift exchange wasn't supposed to be a Yankee swap, but it turned into Yankee swap when, uh, when, uh, Michael just decided to shake it up a bit. Now there was a reason. I can't remember the reason that he turned it into Yankee swap. I think he wanted, I think he wanted a certain gift, but Jim had bought a, bought Pam, this little cute little teapot and put a note in it, telling him how he feels about her and so forth. Uh, and, but because Jim drew Pam's name, apparently he made sure he drew Pam's name. Uh, so Jim had this very specific teapot picked out for for Pam with a note inside of it. But Michael screwed it all up by turning the gift exchange into a Yankee swap. Although everybody else bought for specific people. It did, didn't start off as a Yankee swap, but it turned into Yankee swap because that's what Michael does. He tries to do stuff like that <laughs> for a reason. The funny thing is one of the, uh, uh, there's a couple really funny scenes in this, uh, just hilarious scenes. One with, uh, Michael in the camera. We'll just <laughs> leave it at that. And, but Michael, although there's a $25 limit, there's a $25 limit. Michael decides to buy Ryan because he pulled Ryan's name, an iPod, like a $300 iPod or something like that. Remember it's 2005. Okay. And Michael was wanted all the, all the credit for buying the iPod and look how, look the big gift. I at the big gift I bought. It's just a funny, funny episode. It's a, I love the office. It's a funny show. That's the office. Uh, I, I can do this. I can do this one justice and tell you it's hilarious, but it comes in at number four. This would be my number two. It comes in at number four, the office Christmas party from 2005. Number three, the Brady bunch, the voice of Christmas from 1969. Carol has laryngitis and will not be able to sing at church for the Christmas service. Cindy asks Santa at the local department store for no toys, all, but to give her mom her voice back. Well, there you go. Good for you, Cindy, to set aside toys, but give give your mom's, but Santa to give your mom's voice back. That's a, I'm sure that's a, I'm, I don't remember that episode. I'm sure I've seen it. I don't remember that episode specifically, but I'm sure it's it's heartfelt. I'll bet you Carol gets her voice back and it's a Christmas miracle or something happens to make you feel good by the end of the episode. Cause that's the way the Brady bunch was. I like the Brady bunch. They did a, they did a whole episode uh, back in 1973 at Kings Island. Uh, but I like the Brady bunch. I'd like to watch it. If, it. if it's on, I'll check it out, but just feels good. It's nice show. I mean, who doesn't like the Brady bunch, right? So that's number three, the Brady bunch, the voice of Christmas from 1969. 
Number two, Happy Days. Guess who's coming to Christmas from 1974? This one is sad yet sweet and launched a TV icon into the hearts of America when Richie discovers Fonzie is going to be alone for Christmas. He invites him over to celebrate with his family. Fonzie is reluctant and even lies that he's going out of town. While Howard, the dad, Howard, played by Tom Bosley, doesn't really want him there, the ending is wonderful as all of them accept him. Yeah, I remember this episode. It's really, it, it, it's really good. It's really good. It's tear jerking. It's heartfelt. You got to let yourself get into it because it's kind of that 19, 1970s kind of style, right? But it's, it's happy days. It's Fonzie. It's, uh, it's Richie. It's, it's Howard, the dad. It's all of them at their best. Joni, it's all of them at their best. This is a really good early episode of, uh, of happy days from 1974. So that's number two. I'm surprised that's number two. So number one, and you've all heard of this episode. I know you have one, one of the great fake holidays have, has come from this episode. Uh, and we all know this episode. Number one, Seinfeld. It's called the strike from 1997, but this is the show where Festivus comes from. What other show could create its own holiday, right? Well, actually, Festivus was created by Frank Costanza, who is who is um, George's dad, uh, and, and and George doesn't like the holidays because of Festivus, right? And so, how you celebrate Festivus is you feature the airing of grievances, right? You have the Festivus, the aluminum Festivus pole, looks like just your typical aluminum fence pole. Right? Right, you have the airing of grievances, the feats of strengths, uh, and I think there's a couple more things, but those are the two that I remember: the airing of grievances and the feats of strengths, and the in the Festivus poll. <laughs> it's it's hilarious. It's celebrated on December 23rd, actually today, December 23rd. So happy Festivus to all of you out there! And that is the number one uh, TV at Christmas TV episode, number one Seinfeld's The Strike from 1997 where Festivus is introduced to all of us uh, for Frank Costanza and George Costanza argue about Festivus and the feats of strength <laughs> and the airing of grievances. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. Festivus for the rest of us, right? Uh, apparently, I don't, I can't remember why, uh, why Frank Costanza made up Festivus, but it's a hilarious episode. It's really funny and it deserves the number one spot. It deserves the number one spot. Seinfeld, the strike from 1997, the number one, the number one TV Christmas TV episode. Well, there's your top 10. There's your top 10. Let's roll through those again real quick. And then we'll look at, uh, we'll look at the, some honorable mentions, just a few honorable mentions. Cause they only have, they have 20 here. So let's roll back to number, number 10. Number 10 is Saturday night live with Alec Baldwin, the meatball special. Just check it out. I'm not going to go any further. Mash death takes a holiday at number nine. Uh, the Andy Griffith show, the Christmas story, number seven, David Letterman's annual Christmas episodes, number six, community Abed's uncontrollable Christmas, number five, the Mary Tyler Moore show Christmas and the hard luck kid. Number four, the office Christmas party. Number three, the Brady bunch, the voice of Christmas. Number two, happy days. Guess who's coming to Christmas and number one, Seinfeld, the strike where, where Festivus is introduced in 19. 19- 97. So let's see if we can find some honorable mentions here. Maybe some that I, that I recognize. Let's roll back here. 
I'm not used to using this site. That's what maybe feels a little feels a little awkward to me right now. So uh, number eleven, who didn't quite make it, was the Dick Van Dyke Show, the Alan Brady Show presents. That's number eleven. Don't remember that one. The Wonder Years Christmas. I think I remember that one. Number twelve from nineteen eighty eight. Curb Your Enthusiasm, Mary, Joseph, and Larry. Uh, that's number thirteen. I've never seen Curb Your Enthusiasm, and I'm a Seinfeld fan, and I've heard that if you like Seinfeld, you would you'll appreciate. You'll appreciate uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Uh, let's see. Number 14, The West Wing, Noel. Number 15, The the Simpsons. Simpsons roasting on an open fire. Gosh, who, I, I'm surprised that's not higher. Uh, here's, here's Modern Family, Express Christmas, number 18. Laverne and Shirley, Oh, Hear the Angels' Voices. Little House on the Prairie at number 20, Christmas at Plum Creek. So, yeah, there are some good Christmas episodes right there. We're going to go ahead and wrap it up right there. I don't know what we're going to do on Monday, uh, but there will be a show on Monday. Uh, I will be, well, I will be, actually, I will be up with my, uh, with my daughter, my son-in-law and my grandkids and my wife are all going up Christmas day. We're going to drive up Christmas day afternoon and probably stay there a couple days. So that should be fun, but I'm going to, I'll try to put out an episode on Monday and Tuesday while I'm up there. We'll see how that looks, uh, or how that works out. Uh, so anyway, that's what the next, that's what Monday and Tuesday hold. I'll be back on Wednesday. I think I'll definitely do a show on Wednesday. We'll see. We'll see how it all sh- shakes out. In any event, there won't be a show this weekend. So I want to want to take this opportunity right now to say Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas to you all. I hope you, I hope you spend time with the people who love you and the people who you, you love. Uh, if you want to give me your thoughts on the show, email me, Joe at the simple Joe.com text me at 513-399-6468. If you just want to say hi, I would love to hear from you. If you like listening to the show, do me a favor, share it with your friends on social media. Just use the hashtag Simple Joe is my friend on Facebook, Instagram, or, or Twitter. Those are the only, only social media networks that I'm on. This is the weekend of memories. I hope you take time to make great memories with the people who you love, whether you celebrate Christmas or don't celebrate Christmas. I hope you take this, this opportunity to really make great memories with those closest to you. And uh, spend some downtime away from work, away from the the hustle and bustle of what even what this holiday season is, and just relax. Just relax and hang out with the people who love you and the people who you love, because memories are better than stuff. I hope you make great memories this weekend. Uh, I hope they. I hope this Christmas is a Christmas of legend, right? A Christmas of lore that the Christmas of 2022 will be talked about for decades to come. Because you made it a priority to make great memories. Because memories are better than stuff. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you. And I love you. But not in a weird way. I'll talk to you later. Take care.